Hey, this is Joey. And this is Austin. And you're listening to Dark Sign Hero. Today we'll be talking about the new Pokemon DLC, The Teal Mask. And we have our first guest with us today. Nate is with us to talk about Lies of P. And Joey will talk about his experience later with God of War 2018. And a bit about the sequel, God of War Ragnarok. Austin, I'm ready when you are. Let's do it. So Pokemon... Uh, when's the last time you played a Pokemon game, Joey? Uh, been years, probably since I was young. Probably, I don't even know. I, I just know I was young since the last time I played a Pokemon game. Do you think it's been more than a decade? Yeah. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, that has been a while. So yeah, <laughs> like when I say young, I'm probably like maybe like seven or eight. That's probably how long. Oh dang, that's like two decades ago. <laughs> yeah. Dang, dude. Well, you've been missing out. Uh, basically, the new Pokemon game that's out right now, I think it came out last year? Last year or the year before, I forget. But anyway, um, it's Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. You've heard of those, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, basically the first Pokemon game that has gone fully open world. Um, the Pokemon game a few months before Violet and Scarlet came out um, was called Arceus or Arceus. And that was partially open world. They were just experimenting with it. Um, And it was, everyone loved it. It was still a great game, but this these two games, Scarlet and Violet are the true first fully open world uh, Pokemon games. Um, Because I, I don't know if you remember what, like last time you played Pokemon back when you were like seven or eight, but I, mm. I'm sure back in those days you remember that it was really probably 2D. Um, mm-hmm. It was maybe it was partial, just like a yeah. It was just like a yeah, like kind of like a yeah, 2D flat, just flat, a, yeah, a flat type of game, yeah, yeah. And then you just kind of scroll around the screen, left and right, up, down, right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, things have come a long way. Um, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon in the past, especially last winter, and um, I just love it. It's a lot of fun, very interactive, tons of stuff you can do. But the topic we actually want to talk about today is uh, the new DLC called uh, the Teal Mask, uh, which I think is part one of two. Um, but mm-hmm. basically... Um, do you know any details like what the what the DLC is is like purporting to to have or just like uh, No, I mean I have heard of it. I've heard of like the DLC coming out because it's Pokemon. I mean, I follow people on YouTube that will um that have talked about it or yeah, who've tried it out already. Yeah. Um but I didn't like look too deep into like what they were talking about in the DLC. Because, yeah, I haven't really, like I said, I haven't really po- played a Pokemon game in so long, so. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what, what the DLC was about, so. And with your backlog, I'm sure you have no interest in probably playing Pokemon right now, do you? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if if I have time to get to one, I can sure, I'm sure I'll pick up a copy of, like, Scarlet or Violet or another game like Arceus. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. But, yeah, with my backlog of games i'm trying to get through i'm trying to get through i would stick um, to the list my friend yeah yeah you gotta get need, through it 
But basically, yeah. uh, I got it pulled up here. Uh, looks like in this new DLC, you can respec your Pokemon back to the base stats to start again or try something different with the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like there's a new mini game where you, I think, run around and pop ogre-shaped balloons. I'm not sure what the reward is for that, but sounds fun. Uh, p- oh, big deal with this uh, DLC is that photography <laughs> is much more advanced in this DLC. I think you can pose your Pokemon, you can pose the characters in the photo, and they. I think they've also added a new item called the Roto stick i think is what it's called it's basically a selfie stick they call their smartphones in the game roto devices or something i don't know why they do that but they just do um also the main story like the premise of the whole thing is that you are visiting a different school called blueberry academy um which i think is on the other side of the world or like continent or wherever you're at in the base game um, and you're basically there as a, I think an exchange student or like some sort of event that Blueberry Academy is hosting like a, like a social gathering for some sort of, uh, cultural significance, I think like some sort of event. I'm not sure what exactly it is, but anyway, you go there like pretty much on a extended field trip and you basically start uncovering an old mythological mystery surrounding ancient Pokemon that have a big effect on the world that I can only assume like a big effect on Blueberry Academy, you know? So pretty cool. I'm all nice. for it. I, I really want to, I really want to play it. I mean, it sounds really fun. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, writing about it that, uh, I think I have it pulled up here. Where was it? Oh, here it is. I mean, just listen to this. Listen to this. This, this sounds so quaint, so relaxing. So it says here on Pokemon.com, in part one, the teal mask, you'll be chosen as one of the students to take part in a school trip that is held each year in collaboration with another school. It will take you to the land of Kitikami. A great mountain towers over the land of Kitikami, and the people live at its base. It is a place of tranquil natural expanses featuring rice paddies and apple orchards and a new and different experience compared to the Paldea region. That sounds really fun. (laughs) It just sounds cozy. Doesn't it to you? Yeah. 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 Anyway. So, yeah, I guess that's about all I want to talk about with the Pokemon teal mask thing. But was there anything you wanted to add about that? Uh, no, I just think I like from what we were looking at for like the DLC, what you could do in the DLC. One thing that I thought was pretty cool and it's it kind of like goes along with a lot of games now where you can um, like choose different perks or stats for your character or for in this case, your Pokemon is how you can reset your their stats so you can try yeah. something different. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And like, hmm. so you could you know, mix and experiment with like how you like what want your Pokemon like with what perks and stats. So Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. If I start playing this I'll probably definitely take advantage of that.
All right, guys, we have a guest, our first guest on the podcast. It is Nate. We've mentioned him before. Nate, introduce yourself. Uh, I am Nate, and I am an avid gamer nerd. So there <laughs> yes. you go. It's like perfect. That scene, from, like that scene from Hot Rod where he's like, and I like to party. Just... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Anyway, so you have been playing uh, Lies of P. So, uh, yeah, so tell me about it. Like, how does it compare to to FromSoft games? So, it follows the pretty standard FromSoft formula. You know, where you have linear areas. You go through. There's a boss at the end of the area. Um. So I mean, it's pretty standard in that sense. But, uh, um, is it as hard as like? Bloodborne, let's say. Yeah, I, I would say so. Really, that blows my I, mind. I mean, at least for me, you know, because I've played Bloodborne so much that it's kind of down to a rhythm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's, it's like I'm relearning this game, and it's a little. It's I don't know. It, it's stuff. different, but. Yeah. Interesting. So does so that rhythm that that is famous and everyone knows that all from software games have is that mm. rhythm exactly the same in lines of p or is it kind of slightly different i mean it it feels standard to you know soulsborne games uh-huh. um it, it's definitely unique in certain aspects um like, like it's what, not like, like a, a way i i mean like in like the the rhythm towards like the me- way the game plays mechanically there's different things that you do okay um interesting because uh, I mean, it's got like the trick arm, kind of like Sekiro. Yeah. Um, and you can do a lot of modifications with that, based off of like elemental damage, or you know, there's like a grappling ability. Um, so wow. you can kind of modify it to your situation. And then there's also um, like the the weapon hilt and blade type deal, right? Like you can customize yeah. that. Yeah. So th- I mean, I forget what they call it. I think it's called Fable. Fable. Um, okay. But as you get more consecutive hits, you'll build up your fable bar. Um and you each your your hilt and your blade will have different fable abilities that you can use. Um and so the point of mixing and matching them is because, you know, if you like the blades fable ability, um, but not the hilt that it came with, you can swap the hilt with a different one. Have you been uh, messing around with that a lot? Not too much. Uh just because I haven't gotten anything too too great so far and it kind of when you swap the hilt it changes the way that the the weapon stance works Um, okay so like you'll get used to one weapon stance and then you'll swap the hilt and you have to like kind of adjust to it oh you have to Um, relearn how to fight that way i mean because i mean like it it'll affect like the weapon speed the way that you know like your overhand attack will function interesting wow that's really in depth so, so what would you say makes this like special? Like overall, like what makes this game special? Why should people pick this up? I mean, so the the environment so far is very interesting. It's very um it's like Italian Bloodborne basically. <laughs> Italian uh, Bloodborne, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um so it's kind of this early industrial era dark ambiance vibe to it. Um so it's so more I, like I think, industrialist than like gothic. Yeah, yeah, it's very industrialist, okay. which um, okay. I think is very 
it's a cool vibe for sure. How's um, the music? It's good. It's yeah. good. Nothing stands out so far. But it's me. solid. Yeah, because I mean, there's nothing like you know the Bloodborne soundtrack, yeah, which really is just that. yeah, That's you know one of a kind. It. But yeah, um, but I mean, it's good music. I definitely think it holds its own. Okay. Fair um, enough. Well, very cool. So you would recommend people play it mainly because it is like from Soft, but it's doing its own thing. So if you want something a yeah. little fresh, then that's yeah, why I mean, people I mean, should play. If you've already played all the other FromSoft games and you know you need something to do, then yeah. I would definitely play this. If okay. you don't like FromSoft games, then you're not going to like this game. Do you um, think people should maybe play like Dark Souls or Bloodborne or Sekiro before they pick up this game? Or could they just start playing this game fresh, having never played a Souls-like before? I think it could work either way. Either way. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. very cool, man. All right. How far do you think you are in the game? I am like a quarter, I think. A quarter? Um, Dang. Yeah, there's... have had it for like two weeks, right? Yeah, I've been caught up with other games. Oh, so. gotcha. That's okay. Um, we all do it. But yeah, there's like 25 bosses, so it's a pretty sizable... Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, ...amount. Um, Dang. I, I've done like six or seven of them. So maybe not quite a quarter, but around there. Oh, it's pretty cool, man. Are there any puzzles in the game? Like, any, like, environmental puzzles? Oh, now I'm trying to think. Because that's something I, I've I mean, always noticed, that FromSoft doesn't do too much. Sometimes they do it. It's yeah. more like just getting across the map is their puzzle. But, like, actual, like, think, like, put this gear here and match it up with this sign. Oh, yeah, nothing nothing like that. Nothing like that, okay. Yeah, it, it's, it plays, like, the way you progress through a Soulsborne area, it's the same thing. Okay. Um, okay. Interesting. Well, but, very cool, man. So, yeah. if you had to just give a quick, this is not a final review, but as far as you've gone in the game so far and what you've experienced, what would you rate it out of ten? As a first uh, I mean, it's very early to tell, but so far, I would give it like a seven and a half to an eight. Seven and a half to eight. So okay, I, I think it's, I think it's definitely solid. Okay. Very cool. All right, well, thanks, Nate. I appreciate yeah, of course, it. Joey, man. we got to play this. We have to play this. I wish it was co-op, but, man. Hey, yeah, you, do, we'll you, could, get to you it. stream, don't you, Joey? Uh, Not so much anymore. I haven't really oh, streamed okay. in a while, but... Well, if you I mean, did, I you could. Could, could do Liza P, but... Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks, Nate. I appreciate yeah, it, man. Course. I'll catch you yeah. later. Yeah, see you guys later. Yep, see, see you, man. Nate. See you, Nate. Bye. All right, Joey, did you want to talk about some movies or TV shows you've been watching? You know, I haven't really been watching a whole lot of some, like new movies or anything different. I've been playing a lot of uh, a lot of God of War and then God of War Ragnarok. I finished the the first God of War game. Well, the 2018 God of War. You so beat God of War one or the, mm -hmm. I guess four. Uh, four, technically, yeah. So it's four. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, so man. I beat. Yeah, it took me. I think I can't. I haven't even looked at the. I think like sixteen hours. I think total for the game. Only sixteen, and you beat it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think it was 16 hours off the check. But dang, that's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, so I'm kind of, so I like it was a pretty fun game. It's uh um I got addicted to it pretty quick and then um I started yeah. God of War Ragnarok and I'm not even halfway through. I think I started playing that uh Monday or Tuesday, I think. Yeah, start of the week. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not even halfway through the game. I was I keep looking at like see how many hours I put in or the progress and I'm only at like uh-huh. 36% of the main story at least. Oh dang. Yeah, so it's a much bigger game, huh? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, there's huh. a lot more um I would say like a lot more side stuff that's um I would say that's pivotal to the story and like you need to like go through these parts of the game in order to help progress the main story but it's not it's not uh it's not like tedious or anything it's really it's a lot of fun like the whole story and the uh from what i've played from in the first one in god of war 4 technically and in this one like the music and the graphics and everything and the character development it's a whole lot of fun so that is awesome well very cool. So how soon after you beat God of War 4 did you just like immediately start Ragnarok? Was it a few days? Was it the same day? Um No, I think it was the like the next day or two days after cuz I was looking I was thinking about probably starting it the next day cuz I think I'd finished the first game like at 9 around 9 o'clock at night and then I was like, "Hey, I'll see like how long it'll take to download you know god of war ragnarok it was like 91 gigabytes at least i think oh wow for the game Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely way bigger than god of war wow interesting but yeah so how are the graphics look because god of war 4 was originally just for ps4 while god of war ragnarok i think was almost going to be a a playstation 5 exclusive but they decided to also make a ps4 version is there a big graphical difference? Uh, I would say, I would say so, yeah. Um, because I was, you know, in the settings, you can choose either to, for the game, have it run like, like have the performance like prior prioritize the performance over, uh, the graphics, or have it go the other way. And I was just like, oh, let's do, um, performance prioritize that. And yeah, I mean, I I think the graphics, yeah. I think the graphics still look really good from um with what I've got playing right now so it's yeah it still looks really great and I'm yeah I haven't like I said I haven't gotten halfway through yet but it's but it's a whole lot of fun That's awesome. Very cool, yeah. Joey. All right, but, man. Well, I think that basically wraps it up. Um was there anything else you want to talk about on this episode? Uh I don't think so. I was trying to see if I could watch Jackie Brown before this episode, but I didn't get to it because <laughs> I got hooked into God of War. That's okay. So I was going to try watching that, but I'll try and watch it next week and I could probably do like a movie review for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that And then good. we could talk about um cuz we have Assassin's Creed Mirage and I'll be getting that uh next week. Oh, holy crap. Comes You're out. right. Assassin's Creed Mirage. When does that come out? Uh, Thursday, I think. Assassins. Because it, it was originally supposed to come out October 6th, I think, but then they bumped it up a day, so it's just oh, trying to give gosh. it... Oh, my gosh. I got it pulled up. It's October 5th, dude. Yep. They're trying to give it 
as much room as possible before Spider-Man 2 comes out. So there'll be Dude, that's those two next games Thursday. That... Yep. It's oh next Thursday. I'm so gosh. excited. Wow. And I, I think I I think I can get that done probably within a week because from what I was looking There's at There's no way. I think I can. You want to no. you want to get straight. <laughs> I think I can because I looked at the hours to play it like just the main story. Uh-huh. Probably some little some side stuff too, but the main like to finish it it would be like 15 and 20 hours. That doesn't make any sense. That's like old school Assassin's Creed. All the yeah. latest ones like um Valhalla and Origins and uh, Odyssey, they were like 80-hour games, man. Is this one a lot shorter? I think it might be. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Again, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, from what I've been hearing and uh, watching on for the reviews, as that people were saying that they are definitely they're excited for this because it they're taking the this game back back to like the roots of Assassin's Creed where it feels a lot more like the first few games. That's why I'm with excited Ezio. for this game. And yeah, so I'm pretty excited for it and it just looks and feels like the first Assassin's Creed games. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I think that's what we should talk about next week then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, very cool, Joey. I guess, uh, guess I'll catch you later. Yeah, I will catch you later, sir. Yep. See you later, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, we'll be talking about Assassin's Creed Mirage. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep on keeping on.